You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Backstage with the Gornham Bridge. Tales from the stands in the batter's cage. The kind of stories that'll keep you engaged. Backstage with the Gornham Bridge. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by uh, the very vested. Nice vest, John. Thank you. Look like just got off a golf course, right? Yeah, I don't like the look, personally. You don't like the look? No. It's no. Peter Millar, man. It's nice. Uh, well, nice. Peter Millar, I don't get... I, you know, I'm just looking at a dude in a vest for no apparent reason. <laughs> you can just go with the shirt. It's a little cold in here. Uh, Air conditioning's working here. I don't like it. I'm, on, on, I'm on record. I don't Move like on, it. Move on, Tom. <laughs> John, I've... I'm going to let me do the introduction today. All right. We have with us. This is great, man. The the next recipient of the Elmer Ferguson's Memorial Award going to be enshrined in the National Hockey Hall of Fame. Al Morganti. Hey, guys, you know, I understand what's going on here. I know that this is a practical joke because there's no way they give you guys give a microphone. A so I understand that at some point, you know, the fanatic's going to jump in here and say, ha, ha, April Fool's or whatever. These guys got you. They got you really good. Al, you were one of many Hall of Famers, just to let you know, that yeah. have been on our program. It's true. It's crazy. Right? We've had Jason Stark. Did you know that he was best man in Jason Stark's Is that right? Yeah, the fact really? that both Jason and I, you know, we were at the Inquirer together exactly it was an unbelievable staff it was just an incredible staff of course and jason ends up in the, you know he went in a while ago because he's like tremendous and yeah. it took a long time for me because people had to forget a lot of stuff i did wrong along the way. <laughs> 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 so, so they ran out of yanks so they think canadian so we didn't yeah, but they're reminded every time they hear your scintillating conversation on the radio <laughs> well I thought, it's just funny i'm not in for i'm in for the writer's the writing side part. And, yeah. and they said what happened in was I did so much broadcasting, uh, ESPN, all you know, all that stuff, that it was like, well, they got this section, they got this section. Which one is he? He's not this nor that, which I guess anymore is everybody. But but yeah. it was uh, it was like, a, well, we'll go back and we'll put him in the writers thing because actually. So wait, so what do you if you had to do it yourself, and you, right. and, you, and there is writers, radio, TV because you obviously did a lot of TV right, a as lot well. Of TV, yeah. So in your mind, where are you more of a Hall of Famer? in any of the, if you had to say you're definitely in the Hall of Fame, one of those three areas. If I had to say I was in, I probably wouldn't have voted for me. But I would say writing because that period of time uh, was the best. for new, I mean, it was newspapers. You traveled everywhere. You really got to know the players. Um, it was a great being a beat writer. And like I said, being in Philly, uh, at the same time, you know, Ray Didinger's covering the Eagles. Jason's covering the, the Phillies. I'm doing the Flyers. Phil Jasner, Phil Jasner. I believe, is in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Phil, it's, too. It's Absolutely. He's had so many good journalists come through. Stan Hockman and Lyon, and it was like, it was like Dolson oh, my. It was like, oh, my God. You go in there, and you're like, you immediately have to sort of raise your game because of it. So I would say because of that, that period. And I worked against uh, Jay Greenberg at the Daily News, who's also in the Hall of Fame as a, as a, a hockey writer. So because I did that, and then I was at the National Sports Daily, which was, they just wanted to hire like a real, every if you remember it, let's go get the best. And so I covered hockey there, and then I was at the Hockey News. Uh, so it was, I would say that would be probably where I went in. Plus, 
you know, it's, it's tough. TV's visual, and so look at me. There's no way I'm going in on TV. And radio's <laughs> for your voice, and listen to this. It's, it's a horrendous voice with this nasty accent. So I guess it would be all right, right? So did you see this coming? <laughs> no. Not at all? Uh, no, I thought, because, I, I, you know, such a long time ago. I didn't think the broadcasting, obviously, I mean, if Bill Clement's just getting in, there's no way I was going to get in front of Bill Clement. And um, no, so they, what happened was I kind of got a hint just that morning that at 11 o'clock there was going to be a beware, there's a, be aware, there's a uh, announcement at 11 o'clock from uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame or whatever. And then um, at the station, they said, we have a special announcement at 9.30. I'm thinking 9.30, certainly, certainly ain't me at 9.30. And so I thought, well, maybe they're announcing Angelo's replaced. What do I know? I'm the last one to know anything. And if you don't think I didn't know, if you watch the video, um, yeah. you know, I'm dressed as usual for a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, dressed for radio. So, so I really got caught. I got caught unaware. It was kind of like, and it's kind of, I don't think it's fair to be caught like that because I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, but was your wife in the studio with she you? She was not at that time. They brought her in after the announcement. And your daughter came uh, in too, my right? Daughter had, as, my daughter's a pretty good athlete and um, she uh, was on her way to kind of wait for the announcement. And apparently Biden had was in town that morning. So there was this huge traffic jam. So she ran a mile in, uh, in sandals and got shin splints. So she's not happy with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go back to the beginning. Um, yeah, so sure. I, I know you grew up in a vest, by the way. That's a great vest. You, know, you, like, you look like a park ranger at a Yogi Bear show, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Yogi. Al Morgani would never be caught dead in that vest. Oh, and, that's and that is, but that's oh, not saying anything. I, that, that does not mean I wouldn't wear it again. <laughs> Right? Uh, if you're saying that Al is the criteria and the standard. Al's got a nice shirt on. You, you do look like, I don't know, Ted Knight and Caddyshack or something. It's really, really too nice for you. It's too nice for you. Well, I did get it at a golf tournament. It's free. It's free. Of course so. it's free. And I sign up for this golf tournament every year so I get a new vest. Yeah, because John throws out, oh, it's Peter Millar. Peter Millar. Well, he got it for free. It's yeah, not like I, I dropped did. 300 he, bucks he, on a Peter he Millar. He's all his vineyard vines for Peter Millar. Oh, no more Nantucket red. No, oh, there I, it is right underneath the vineyard vines. So let's go watch our kids ride horses. Enough, <laughs> enough about me. Yeah. Let's talk to a Hall of Famer. Because okay. uh, yeah. last time I checked, there's not a director of Funny Games Hall of Fame. No, there isn't. No, no. So, you're right going there. <laughs> I'm right there. Um, so you grew up in Boston area. Yeah, I grew up in Needham, Mass, and then lived in Charlestown when I was in school. All right. So when you're growing up, did you, I assume you played hockey like played as a hockey, but I was in, Yeah, I was in what basically you would call the ACC anybody can come you know that league <laughs> so, so was it was it organized hockey or was it was it... organized for for until high school and then I uh, it was a really good high school team I couldn't play in my hometown because this kid guy named Robbie Fatorik was just uh, it's just unbelievable yeah. so I went I went to Catholic Memorial actually to play baseball but they had a good hockey program <laughs> they had, too. They, afterwards but they did a pretty good program right there and I just I worked so I just said you know what I like these bandit leagues uh, you don't have to wear a helmet you could just mess about and I wasn't going to go anywhere I mean I knew my talents were I guess my scouting report was small but slow uh-huh. <laughs> right right that's good I'll get you everywhere right? yeah, so but I but I always maintained um uh very good I was always friends with guys on every hockey team because mm. I played elsewhere and in Boston at the time it was or so it was the big bad Bruins and every these leagues were I swear to god we had intramural teams that would win championships in any other state. Yeah, yeah. So I had a ball doing that and met so many great people along the way, starting in high school, 
uh, right up through college. Mm. So, I mean, that was, so I guess when you were, you were in college, I guess in the seventies, right? I was in college and it took me a bit. Yeah. I was in college in the seventies. I was, so I, I ended up going to BU and I tried to walk on at BU, which was a joke. I almost got my nose broken like three times on one shift. Oh. <laughs> at the time, BU had a lot of Canadians, but some Americans. And um, I was very, kind of grew up with Ruzioni, uh, Craig, uh, Jimmy Craig, um, yeah, okay, sure. all those guys, uh, Jackie O'Callaghan from uh-huh. Charlestown, all of those guys, yeah. really good friends, and remain to this day to be good friends. So I um, just hung out with. With, I covered the hockey team, but I was really close with the hockey team through those years. And, and that's when Boston was good, too, where they had Terry O'Reilly and they had oh, like, yeah. Ken Hodges. Cheevers right? was the goaltender, right? Well, Cheevers before that, right? He was, Cheevers more 60s or is he Cheevers 70s? Cheevers was, uh, yeah, he was, in the, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's a, I maintain friendships with him, too. In fact, I just saw somebody that has a pendant with his mask. Like a oh, yeah, the mask. Really? That was a that crazy. Mask, uh, with the, all the cuts in it. Yeah, the, yeah. the stitches. <laughs> stitches. It looked, it looked like a madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was fun growing up then. And, ba- of course, I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah. And uh, so, I, it, you know, we had a lot of baseball, um, hockey uh, combinations. And, and we played lacrosse, ironically, in the fall. And, and then baseball in the spring and hockey throughout. So you played lacrosse too? A little bit of lacrosse. It wasn't, you know, just because it was doing other, I, when you played hockey, even then you played it all the time, but yeah. I liked lacrosse. I, I was hoping my daughter was, was going to play lacrosse. Uh, but when she went, she did play. And then when she went to high school, they didn't have a team. She was a field hockey player. And I remember, <laughs> I remember I, I got her, you know, my, my wife got her a lacrosse stick. So I'm out back and I'm going to say, okay, she's what, seven, eight, whatever they, whatever age you start. And I'm, um, you know, we're playing, trying to play catch and she's not, catching she's not accepting the pass and i'm like you know whose child is this but i didn't know that the women's didn't have the same basket no it was <laughs> stick oh. yeah, yeah so but i tried to i tried they're, they're actually they're loose, they're loosening it up a little bit yes oh, but it was like a stiff oh. literally like the ball would go in and literally would bounce oh, out oh, 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 right. yeah yeah so, like, so you really have to kind of give it you know, yeah and the, the first kid, time yeah. a kid does it they they can't do it i'm like this is not good this is <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no your wonder stick, your yeah, stick has a huge yeah, pocket and i took it and i couldn't catch anything not her uh you mentioned baseball uh fenway i mean i guess you would you go to Fenway did you have favorite players back then Al yeah it's, um I, I I went to Fenway I actually saw one game with um Ted Williams in it but when I but I don't remember it because I was so so young mm-hmm. but uh I, I it was the Fisk teams um okay. th- those teams are what I grew up with and uh, when I when I coach baseball I guess you know they don't see it much anymore but I would bring like half the team to a, a go sit out in the bleachers and what's really bizarre is the the, the Red Sox Everybody thinks of them now as this great uh, organization and uh, sold-out places. But, I mean, there were some lean years that I grew up with. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you still became, were a fan. But The pre-1975 was, was team. Yeah, those yeah. teams. Even, I guess there was one run in 67 when I was a really, really young kid mm-hmm. um, where they were pretty, where they were really good. It was a really, uh, they got a lot of attention. But it was the only game. And, you know, to this day, I mean, I have, you know, I a lot of, wear a lot of Red Sox stuff. I love it. And I still keep, if you go into my, I have a picture of it because nobody can believe it. If you open the free, my beer refrigerator freezer, yeah, yeah. there's a hat I keep in there for Ted Williams. Mm. <laughs> exactly. for, the, for the frozen hat. For the frozen, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just in case he needs it. <laughs> Just in case he, he needs it when he's back. <laughs> I, I was actually at Fenway. I, I was there for a lot of cool moments. 
I was there for the All Star game when Ted game. Williams oh, Ted was Williams. brought out, yeah, yeah, awesome. which was cool. But then also, I remember I was at the. Were you at Tom? Were you at the game where um, Pedro threw down Don Zimmer? Oh, oh yeah, Maria Hughes was at that game. Uh, she was with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we didn't have a great view because someone stood up right in front of us, and we kind of, we knew what was going on. But we didn't. It wasn't until we went to Daisy Buchanan's afterwards and saw the replay after replay and saw exactly what went down. Yeah, what a crazy thing. I mean, Pedro was a great. He came here obviously helped us in two thousand. Nine and uh, sweetest guy in the world, and funniest then, uh, guy, and of awesome course Zimmer guy. is like the classic. So right. it, that was a weird that was situation. A weird. Yeah. I was at the wow. bloody sock game too, but that was oh, at Yankee yeah, Stadium. Yeah. Was, the ketchup, yeah. the ketchup the, sock, yeah, the ketchup, sock, yeah, the, the yeah. Heinz ketchup game. <laughs> that was a great thing. That was one of the great moments. It's weird because I watched that as a Red Sox fan, and then a couple of years later, the Flyers come back from three to, three down yeah. against the Bruins. Yeah. Against the Bruins, of, yeah, it's gonna yeah. throw back out there. So wait, have you lost totally? Like if the Flyers played the Bruins, <laughs> if, they, if they were able to play in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, well, I'd be Flyers for me. I mean, ah, I, I, you know, it was uh, I I just know so many of these guys. Uh, Phillies, Red Sox, uh, Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on Sorry that note, that. On that oh note. my God, we got to break for a commercial. Right. After we should end this interview right now. Tom. Hit, that, hit the <laughs> mute button, the call mute. button, edit. All right. And John, since Al doesn't know, we're so big, Al. We have. I know we're boneheads, but we have sponsors. So uh, we're actually going to take a little break here and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Philly's backstage. And uh, with the Hall of Future, are, you, are we considering you a future Hall of Famer? Imminent, imminent, imminent Hall of Famer. Imminent Hall of Famer. Oh, I think there's a recount coming up, so <laughs> I wouldn't do it After the yet. recount. After the, yeah. Uh, are you being treated any differently? Because everybody, you, you're calling us boneheads. There are there is a segment of population around the WIP studios who might consider you a bonehead. Oh, absolutely, and they're right. So, right. <laughs> but he, I asked him if, if, he, if he's going to have to write HOF on his <laughs> autographs anymore. Yeah. yeah, no, I know it's. I don't. I'm it must be of, interesting. I mean, listen, of uncomfortable with it. Al, I was just going. Al, I was just going to say that this I mean, is probably the last thing you know you're going to be going that you want to talk about yourself, and you're going to yeah. be talking about yourself like for the next. Year. I mean, they're trying to trying to figure out how to make it so it's not about me because like right. when you're a writer it's not supposed to ever be about you I mean now I guess it's a bit different with right. with the different media but I've I've never tried to 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 make it about me I mean you're just there to you know the, my best stories were, were had quotes in them and that's 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 your job to get people to to trust you enough to tell you stuff. And that's why it's a little bit un- uncomfortable. Uh, I guess it's, it's, it's cool because it's other writers that vote you. Right. And, and to be kind of recognized for that. But when the general public, and then it's like, you know, to the general public, they're going to go to Hall of Fame. Are they really going to go look at the, the media Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah. really, you know, they're going to see the players. I mean, it, it's always about the players. I mean, it's different when you're an announcer, a local announcer, Harry Callis, guys like that. Yeah. You know, Gene Hart. I mean, it, it's a real development. But I got to say, in Philly, you, 
they do adopt you. And I mean, I have heard from a lot of Flyers fans because it's been so many years that I've been one way or another. And they don't differentiate anymore between a writer and a, yeah. <clears throat> a radio or a podcast or anything like that. It's all kind of blended in together. They, they just considered media. Yeah, uh, more than anything. Well, Ray else. Diddy's kind of like that yeah. now. Yeah, right? sure. Because Ray but, Diddy. Yeah, well, until he went on TV, I wondered how, you know, you oh. wonder if he would get the status. Right. Uh, let's talk about that part of your career. I mean, it was it, um, you know, when we talked to Angelo, he was on our podcast. Uh, when you guys, uh, you know, you eventually go to work for the Inquirer. Right. Uh, well, and, before that, the yes. uh, Atlantic Constitution. Atlanta, one Atlanta year there, Constitution right? Constitution covered the Flames. Billy Clement was on that team. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. And I try, I forgot you covered him too back when in Atlanta. That's crazy. But uh, but this idea, and you had a great run at the Enquirer with all this talent around you. But there was this shift. Um, maybe maybe it's because Prism was here and they were looking for programming, right? Uh, yeah, they were looking. I, I I left the Enquirer to go to the National Sports Daily because they were trying to put a guy named Frank DeForty was a sports illustrator, sure, legendary sure. Yep, writer. Yep, yep. And I remember I went up there and, and I was like, I don't know if I'm, I was going to leave the Enquirer because uh, they wouldn't let us do certain things on radio or whatever. And I just thought, that's crazy. It's where we're going. And um, I was going to go somewhere, uh, Globe, Times, wherever. I could have at that point had kind of a choice. And uh, Frank just said, you know, I mean, I was making, I think, forty. Five thousand dollars a year, and I had in my mind like uh, I, you know, I didn't think it was going to work. I said I got to get seventy-five thousand dollars a year. I can't yeah. possibly do this. And so Frank brings me into the uh, this big building. It was gold everywhere. It was unbelievable. The guy was really rich, nuts to do this, but he just was. It was on Fifth Five 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 Fifth Avenue. It was I don't know. It was a huge building. So he brings me in this big office and his you know big desk and everything. And he goes, "What would it take to get you here?" And, and I'm, I'm thinking, I don't, I don't really want to go. I go, $100,000. He goes, okay. Oh, he oh, oh, yes. called you on it. <laughs> I, said, I said, really? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I went there. And uh, it went, it, I don't know how long it lasted, but they paid you for two years. Even if it didn't last, I got mm. this personal service thing. I don't even know how it worked. But all I know is that, you know, after it went down, I kept getting paid by the guy that owned it mm. from Mexico. And they were really good to us. So that was that. And then I went to the Hockey News and, uh, and, and went from there. Well, then you went to ESPN after that? or went to ESPN. Um, I, my, the guy that I came up with in Boston, Vince Doria, we had a great staff in Boston, Gammons, Ryan, uh, terrific names. Uh, Willie McDonough was a guy that kind of guided me along, and he was one of the first t- um, journalists to do TV uh, with football. Um, so I kind of knew all those guys. And Vince Doria, <coughs> who was uh, he was the best man at my wedding. Uh, Vince left the Globe to kind of run ESPN, and then ESPN got the hockey contract. And I got a call that said, "We're putting together our hockey team. Are you, you know, we got to have you." I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I had never ever." I don't think I'd ever, this was before the great sports debate. I yeah, think. right. And I had and never been that. on TV. So I, I said, well, he said, come up to the, uh, we're going we're gonna to put this team together, come up uh, to the ESPN on a, a Saturday afternoon or whenever it was. Go to, I go to the airport. Billy Clement's there. I go, oh, Billy, where are you going to, he, he's going to be the color guy. And, I, and I'm like dressed like I dress. He goes, you, where, you have a sport coat? I said, no, I'm just going to be a, a, what do you call it? guy that investigates kind of a I forget what they call fact checker or whatever and he goes no 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 you, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on the air, air. <laughs> right. you're going in the studio yikes 
I'm like, what? <laughs> I love that. Just total accident. Just, really? What am I doing? What? <laughs> what? What? what are you guys? You guys lost your minds? So, I go up there, never been on TV my first time. Were I'm you like, nervous? You know, what bothered me was, and it wasn't the hockey stuff, which I felt fine doing. Billy was there. A guy named Tom Meese was there. So yeah. it was really good guys. Uh, you know, hockey people I know. Um, but it was the... Yeah, you know, makeup. And, yep. You know, if you've never done it, you don't want anybody touching. I'm not. I'm not. I'm from New England. I don't like people touching me, right? Right. <laughs> near me, right. So with a woman, this was so awful the first time. It's so awful. She goes, "I'm gonna do your makeup," and then she's gonna start with my hair. And I go, "I can do." She goes, "No, no, no. You, you gotta either." It was really long. You have to either put it in a ponytail. Or you have to curl it back so it doesn't come out at the sides. So you had a mullet at that so point, a, basically. A big, a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made, made Melrose look like a JV. <laughs> so, so, so I go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I don't want her messing. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm used to it. Right. So she, I go, how am I going to do this? So she <laughs> she hands me this weird brush that's completely round, and it's a brush all around. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these things. I, I'd never seen one. I go, what, what do I? She goes, you just curl it back, and it'll stay. So... I, I go in the men's room to do this, and we're going to be on the air in like a half an hour. And I did the thing, like she says, and it stuck. <laughs> the brush the got brush stuck in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you did a segment with a brush in your hair? I just literally couldn't get it out. That's and I'm funny. Like, I, I, I can't go out there with the brush hanging down from <laughs> my head. So I just yanked this huge, <laughs> this huge piece of hair out and had, the, and had that woman <sighs> finish things. So it looked okay. She was disgusted. She I'm sure. Like, she's like shaking her <laughs> Who head. Who is this guy? Goes, Who is this guy? She, she's like, he's an idiot. She's what a rube. And she says to me, just shake your head and look good. <laughs> shake it out. Oh, God. But this, yeah, but I was going to say just that whole idea. Like, whose idea was it? I, I think of the ESPN, the reporters became a big show. But this movement to, to get uh, reporters uh, into, in front of the camera. And then you know, with Angela's case and you eventually, you know, behind yeah. a microphone, radio. Uh, you know, did you sense that was happening, whether it's nationwide or maybe some of these markets that you mentioned, maybe Boston. I think Philly, because we had Prism, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I just loved, I loved it. You know, just the, the guys who knew yeah, the most. I grew up. Yeah. reading everybody yeah, yeah, we yeah. just listed there like you know i wanted to be a sports writer out you know and uh, so the fact i started seeing you guys like yeah. on tv well that was yeah that was, was the great big change of yeah. lee mcdonough did it that's why i left inquire because i mean right. look i was a reporter i mean i could write some but i wasn't a wordsmith i guess i mean i, I don't have any I don't have any, I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, Jason's yeah. a really good word. Bill Lyon. Bill yeah. Lyon. Yeah. Frank Dolson. You know, they write, they Bill wrote, Conley. They, yeah, they wrote Stan. refrigerator stuff that you put on your refrigerator. Yes. I, I wrote, you went to the refrigerator to get a sandwich. Right? So, <laughs> you had the looks. I, but, but that wasn't good for writing. Well, I remember when I, my first job outside, see in Boston, I was just, a, I was a hockey guy. So they knew I knew the game. I could go to any any high school game. I knew the coaches. I knew everybody. I I, I just know the game. I, I can I can tell. I, I can I just know how to report on the game. And my my big break there was I was cut, they sent me to a high school football game. This is how just things happen in your life that you know you, you get a break. So they sent me to the what they called a Super Bowl uh, Division what three football I think it was no big I'm like okay I'm going to cover a high school football game what could happen I'm going to be on page three thousand whatever I go to the game and it's South Boston against Newburyport and I'm like and I I you know I was living in Charlestown at the time so I knew Southie I said this isn't 
like normal, like new reports, like really mainline area and, and, and Southie's not. So, right. yeah, yeah. so it's halftime and, and new reports winning like 44 to nothing. They have right, like right. 3000 kids on the team. Southie's got nine guys, you know, with, right. with the Mick hats on. Right. So, <laughs> so, so at halftime, the, the Newbury, the, the South Boston band is like three guys with a kazoo. Right. And the Newburyport band is like the Michigan band. Right. So I could tell there was a little disturbance because they were like looking at these guys like, what do you think you're doing? And all of a sudden from the crowd, the Southie crowd just goes in and starts beating the hell out oh, of the band no. with all the instruments. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like, See, that's Boston, like, John. And I, I turn and I get a story. I'm like, I got a front page story. <laughs> yeah, you did. Thing. So it started, going, it started going like that. And then I go to Lauderdale. And I and the Lauderdale guy, the general manager, and they put me on what's called the desk to edit. I can't spell, right? Okay. So it was, and the guy didn't like me from the beginning. He just thought, well, you're from Boston, you, you know, you're big shots. I'm not, I'm just here to, there's no hockey team. I'm here to learn. They had me covering the Dolphins, but before that, they, yeah. they sent me to spring training. <clears throat> and, and I had gotten trouble in the football thing because there was a game I covered and they, quarterback sneaked the ball over and I just wrote they snuck they snuck it over the guy throws a fit there's no such word and I'm like what do you mean there's no such word I use it all the time yeah he's one of those guys right yeah so I go to cover Yankees spring training I say Yankees this is at the time Florida nothing happened in Florida just spring training and if some woman swam from Cuba you covered <laughs> Diana Nyad Nyad yeah okay it's good knowledge in your yeah, project right. Tom so I go to Yankees uh Spring training and Chris Johnson, is that Chris, Chris Johnson, yeah, Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson, catcher, Chris Johnson, Char- Charles Johnson, right? And, and hit a, a big guy, Charles Johnson, Char- catcher. I think it was Chris. They hit a, a big guy, hit home runs. Okay, okay. So I, I write, he hit a yo mama home run, and I thought that's pretty cool, yo mama home run. Well, this guy, it got in the paper somehow, and he goes, "You're an idiot, basically." That's the no, nobody talks like that. I, so I go, I go, I go to the locker room the next day, and this guy, John, is Chris Johnson, says, where's Al Morgani? And I said, oh, oh no, the minute you get her to make it right, he goes, can't believe you're white, but boy, that's the best writing I've ever seen. And for the rest of the spring, they're all talking about yo mama. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It rolls right off the tongue. You know, just, I just have a feeling this is a common theme where Al just skates, skates yeah, yeah, yeah. into Absolutely. out of trouble, you know, into what yes. should be trouble and out of trouble and into... You know, golden opportunity. We're going to take a quick break because when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the prankster Al Morganti. <laughs> and WIP. And WIP. Right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Al Morganti. And uh, Al, I know you're a big prankster. Before we get into that... Mm-hmm. Uh, the team that was the biggest prankster for the Phillies was the 1993 team. Right. And I remember it well from a WIP standpoint, because I remember reading articles. Well, just John and I, you know, we lived through it too. It's right. just the, um, 
everything was so heightened that year. Like everybody was a Phillies fan. We sold three million tickets, two million of which were in, you know were game right. day, game day tickets. You know, we had only sold about a million uh, season ticket holders going into that season. But you guys had some of your greatest ratings in '93. What do you remember from that season? I remember um, Kurt Schilling. Uh, he would call. We'd come in to work in the morning, and he'd be on, like, hold, probably waiting to get on to talk about he, he had the hat with his dad's name under it or yeah. something like that. So he wasn't calling in to refute something you guys said. Oh, no, said. no. He, was talk- he, he was wanted like, to be on the air. He wanted yeah. to be on the and just talk about it. Let the fin- he was having – I found him an interesting character because he, he just he, – he seemed like he really got it to let the fans in. He was so uh, – Opposite of some of the other guys on the team, it, isn't it? And it's so ironic now that, like, Crucky wasn't the friendliest guy. And, <laughs> no. And, no, but now he is. Yeah. And, and and Schilling, who was. But looking back, I could see where they looked at Schill. It was like, well, what is this? He, he doesn't fit in. But for a fan, he, he, he tried to welcome you in. But I will say the, the fans didn't... Um, respond to him the way I, th- I think they kind of saw through a little bit uh, of what was going on but man he was so good and t- for us to have him um, calling in was just a remarkable thing and that's th- that's that's what I remember about that that run there but I just I also remember it was just so great to have baseball uh, at the top you know it, it wasn't that long ago that even even in 08 and that you know he kind of rivaled the Eagles um, for what's gone on. I mean, everybody always considers it like, it's almost like back, even back home, the Patriots are a really good organization, won a lot of championships, but the Red Sox were the show, but it's, even then, it, they lost their ground to the, um, to the to football, which has sort of become like um, soccer in Europe. Uh, so, and and I, I remember that baseball ran, when I moved to Philly, baseball ran the show. I was here in, when I came in 80, they won that championship. Yep, yep. And then they won again. In 80, well, they got to the World Series in 83. 83, which kind of got lost in everything. But, uh, but I remember that they were and – and everybody – when I interviewed at the Inquirer, uh, they were big baseball people, the managing editor, the editor. They were huge baseball. I mean, they put out a section in the spring that was like eight. And you know, oh, I remember that, 24 yeah. 24 pages. And, and I remember when I interviewed, um, Gene Roberts was the, the guy that ran the Inquirer. And he, <clears throat> basically when when at that point when they when when a lot of papers hired a hockey guy they just wanted somebody that would do it cuz they didn't know anything about it these guys were from the south and he said well what do you think about the Philadelphia sports scene and he's trying to pretend he knew something about hockey so well, I'll tell you this I'll say when I come here and I look at the roster I see Richie Hebner and I say you see a baseball player I see a guy played uh, I watched play in high school I said to me, he's a hockey player. That's that's my that's my that's view. Interesting. That's my viewpoint yeah. on what's going on here. To yeah. me, I watch him and he's a hockey player. I say I watch baseball and I still look at it like it's like being back home. I, I want the baseball player that I would take on my hockey team. That's yeah. it. And it's funny, you, yeah. don't, you don't really get yeah. too many baseball hockey guys. Right. Well, I mean, I know Tom Glavin was. Yeah, Glavin was a hell of a hockey player back right. home. A hell uh, of a I didn't know that. Player. Yeah, it was a very good hockey oh, player. Oh man, he was he was terrific. <laughs> he was he was Bill Ericka, man. He could he could. Jim Eisenreich was a good hockey player. It was he. Yep. Uh, and you know you see you see it more. I mean, uh, Kelsey played hockey. I mean, there's there's a there's a few. Matt Stairs, uh, I guess. Well, yeah, that, any, yeah, anybody in Canada, right? Basically, right. Um, they you know they they play it means they their first love basically. But it was back home. There was a lot of baseball. Like, you know, your elite athlete when I grew up was a, was a hockey. You played hockey. If that was the number one sport, <clears throat> and then you played baseball, and football was 
uh, you know, forgotten. Uh, you know, and, you know, the Patriots played at Fenway or right. Harvard. They they played at Harvard Stadium, and um, every, everybody else was playing baseball and whatever. It was like even soccer at that point was yeah. was, was big. We didn't have it. I mean, you know, BC not until uh, the little guy from Natick, uh, Flutie. Doug Flutie. That, yeah. that kind of made that. Then so then all the strides were made. But I grew up with you know mostly you know everybody grandfather everybody played baseball all right so then we talked about how you you kind of skated in certain things one thing you did very well was uh you pitched uh angelo right so angelo told us that you basically pitched the show yeah. idea to brookshire was it ed snyder to ed snyder for wip yeah and next thing you know you, you know you were the you you basically were the one the catalyst of doing that of yeah. Of WIP, of having show. the morning show, yeah, and right. next thing you know, that gets started, and look what it's become. I mean, literally. Yeah, yeah I, I went, um, you know, Ed, I, get, I don't know when, how long they owned the station before they got tired of us and sold it so they could buy Eric Lindros. But uh, it, mm. was, uh, it was like, okay, you know, Brookshire was there, and Brookie was, you know, knew Ed. And you know, Ed was, uh, I, I just love that guy. I mean, I, even just as a reporter, I mean, he'd call and scream at you, whatever, but I... I he was just, it was awesome. Yeah. It was nice. awesome. It was just awesome. Like he'd, he'd go crazy on you and, and, and the players be laughing behind you. He's screaming at you. And so he goes, what's this? We've got to do the, Ed, Tom Brookshire tells me this. And I, and I said, Ed, I, he's, he's going to be really good. I know just because of how he starts howling in the newsroom. Uh, you know, he's a natural for this. This is, this is what he's made for. And I, he goes, yeah, but you know, he can be a, you know, I said, yeah, I know, but he, he, the, that's, that's good what radio. Gonna, that's what's going to make it. Yeah. It's going to drive you crazy. I'm going to be there sometimes, but you know, I was only part-time for a long time. Uh, I said, but, you know, he's going to be, he's not going to be safe like Brookie, but he's he's going to be a lightning rod. Right. That's what you want. And and he and he leaves things, and he left it alone. He got, oh, he was furious at it. What do you call it? His Frankenstein monster. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I knew Angelo was going to be just good at it just because he'd be... He's nuts. I mean, you scream about everything every day. I mean, it's like, you know, it's cloudy out. He's got to get God's phone number. Where the hell yeah. is he? You know? <laughs> and you're saying he was like that in the newsroom oh, yeah. too, Ali, no, before the radio show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Come in and start screaming about it. <laughs> screaming about everything. Like, this is a, if they change the word in his stories, he goes to the guy's house banging on the door. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question. Do you, so you are, because you're a hockey guy and you're more in tune with the, yeah. with the guys, like, how often are you on the receiving end of of a athlete's anger, whether it's hockey or any sport, and that where you have basically they're mad at you because oh, they're really mad at Angelo? Well, that would happen. I'll tell you when it happened the most was Angelo, and this was the one thing I hated. He called these things sightings, like when we started, like, you know, they see so-and-so out at the Before steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. It was selfies on the radio. Right. And I'm like, you can't, you, you can't do that. But he did it, and, and it kind of was TMZ right. before TMZ, and that's the that's what I would like. I I have to answer to that, and I'm like, because then they see you, and you, they think right. that you're the one telling yeah. Angelo, right? I'm like, it's not me. It's like, and I said, I'm not going to tell him to change. You know, his his whole thing is he his 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 responsibility is always to the fans. 
right. and to nobody else. And that's why he's successful. He doesn't care about anybody else. So if he retires and then nobody says he was my friend, it's fine with him because he had all the fans. And, and he watches and reacts to everything as a fan would on the, on the, yep. on the couch watching the game, swearing and screaming. And yeah, I know this because I, you know, I married a woman from Philadelphia, so I, I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's perfect. I mean, somehow some guy, the guy from Providence figured out uh, how to relate. Right. To That's what I love, too. You got a guy from Providence, a guy from Boston, well, you know, and a guy uh, from Brantford, well, Ontario. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you look at Philly, they, you know, that, you know, that. That Franklin guy's from Boston. Yeah, he is. Right. Yeah, yes, so, he is. You know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Took an out-of-towner. Yeah. So that that you know, Franklin guy. That yeah. Franklin guy. I was thinking Tony Franklin, but it's not Tony Franklin. <laughs> no. 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 So, no. I mean, he figured it out, and he figured out how to relate right to the guy, that how he's reacted in the moment of the game. All right. Now, the other thing, too, Al, is uh, Tom alluded to it before we went to break, is that uh, I know because I've seen it. Now, I don't know if you've really gotten me. But you're big on pranks. You one time put phone books in Tony Bruno's bag, uh, heavy phone books, of which he lugged the, the, the bag with the phone books in it and complained about the heaviness oh, of the bags. Man, we're going to spring training. <laughs> and he didn't know the No, the this was, that's how, how long ago it was. It was yellow page. I just yeah, the yellow pages. I sure. took all of those and put them in his luggage. <laughs> we were going to spring training. Oh. And all in the – he's complaining about his – wife or whoever i can't believe they packed this many things and what the hell and, then he gets down there. <laughs> and is, is there any truth to the rumor that you once put a um a centerfold uh centerfold on someone's passenger door so then when they went over the bridge like walt women bridge they were getting honked at by all these guys oh, big daddy graham <laughs> back in the day when you know you could do things with license plates you know i do and, and you know, p- people would pull them over and like horrible sayings that you can't say anymore. Like, <laughs> right, right. On the license, like, <laughs> and they pull, and he go darn. That was funny. I I enjoyed him. I, you know, I I I liked it, and you just keep things light in the locker room or whatever. Or mm-hmm. I consider it a locker room. It's why you know when they say now we're going to work from home, I'm like, why would you want to work from home? It's too much fun <laughs> going in the office. Well, also when you moved into Medford Lakes, I guess Angelo, you couldn't get away from Angelo because he was well, he, somewhat he, your neighbor, right? He, he moved across the street, and this is the only one that I really got in trouble. I, yeah, listen to this I, one, Tom. <laughs> a good one. I, <laughs> so he's you know I know he's kind of bit um, hyper, and his wife at the time was higher maintenance too so so i just sent a letter and I, I contacted his neighbor a friend of mine murphy uh i said listen we're gonna i'm gonna pull this prank on him because he's always worried about everything and and i said and i said so i got i took some stationery and went to the town hall and i took some stationery and, and i wrote a letter that says a dear uh, resident of what whatever the price uh, the, the place was we're going to notify you and your neighbor the murphys yeah, yeah. that um, there's a radon problem on your property, and oh. unfortunately, it's not covered by anything, and we're going to have to come and do testing. And then I sent somebody over in, like, a space suit. <laughs> nice. This thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it said, unfortunately, there's no insurance that covers this, and the property's going to be condemned and all that <laughs> stuff. And I thought, it's, it's so stupid, nobody's going to bite on this, right? <laughs> well, wh- apparently, is him and his wife started contacting all the neighbors, and uh, there's a big kerfuffle <laughs> about, about, <laughs> about condemned properties in Edward, and, and then they, got, they contacted the police. Then I get a phone call from the, poli- from the police chief or the uh, sergeant guy. It says, is this so? I mean, Al Morgan, I said, yeah. He goes, we have a report about uh, falsifying this and that. And I thought it was Angelo playing a practical joke. So I gave the guy an FU and hung up. Oh, my God. Five minutes later, there's a police. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
did they arrest Clifford Lentz in the spacesuit? No, they, were, they, they brought me in. It was in a, like a holding cell type of thing, really? answering oh, questions oh, about this God. thing. I'm like... <laughs> Well, and we can't, and we also have to go through. You invented. Uh, I don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's a great. I guess it's thing. a great thing. You were basically the inspiration, the creator of Wing Bowl. Well, it was supposed to be a wing eating contest. I right. could never create anything like what it turned into. I, I was always, I was always in Buffalo that time of the year of the Super Bowl. And, you know, they have the wings in, in Buffalo. Yep. And the Bills at the time were going to Super Bowls and losing. But they were having big parties. And you see now M- M- Bills Mafia. Well, I yep. saw what was going on in Buffalo and way back then. I said, well, this is just too good. Let's let's if we're never going to get to a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, let's have a let's have a wing eating contest and have a. So this was just party. a random thought you had, like in a in a post, yeah. in a post show meeting. Yeah, I said let's do this, and we'll, we did it at a hotel. Yeah, Franklin Plaza Franklin on Vine Street. Yep. Some guy yeah. wanted. We just, just ate wings, and then it got more and more people started coming. So we went to like a bar down. Uh, Schmidt owned the bar that we went to. Yep, once. in Market yeah. Street. Yeah, Market you also did Electric Factory at one well, point. Well, the Electric Factory is where it changed. Because um, a guy that owns a restaurant now in Haddonfield or Collingswood uh, was came dressed up as Buddha, dressed in gold with the mummers. Mm. The go- Angelo Lutz, I think he was involved with Joey Merlino at the time, and uh, he showed up with uh, all painted in gold and with mummers. And that just started it. That turned into a it, show, it, it a production it, it, it show, right? It's like, right. well, how the heck did this happen? Like, this is this is bonkers. And then, so then, then Ed Rendell says, you know, why don't you know, I get two free dates the city at the Spectrum a year? Why don't you try the Spectrum? And we're like. <laughs> Are you crazy? Ed Rendell gonna, suggested yes, that. Yes. Gotta love Ed, huh? I, said, I never knew that. The best. Yeah. I said, there's no way we're gonna. We're like, we're gonna look like total asses. No, <laughs> and this place was packed, <laughs> and it just, it just took. Off. They and, sold more beer. They sold more yeah. beer at Wing Bowl than before eight o'clock well, in the morning. Well, but more beer in one event. Yeah. Than yeah. any event they've had, yeah, whether ever. it's tractor pool concerts, it's everything. It was cr- right. and and. See, what it showed me is, like, there's very few cities. Angela was thinking about moving. They, we got an offer to go to Boston at one point. And I said, no, it's not going to work in Boston. I said, because, because at that, it might now, because everything's kind of changed. I said, but right now, the people in Philly, they participate. In other cities, they'll watch. Right. Philadelphia is the closest thing I've ever seen to New Orleans. Right. It's very, well, yeah, the mummers and the mummers are. I said, this stuff that we're doing now, we were ahead of the curve on the bonker stuff. I said, this, this will work in Philadelphia because Philadelphians aren't afraid to participate and make fun of themselves. You know, when you come here from Atlanta or Boston, you come here and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) This is something I'm not used to. Yeah. What planet am I on? Well, and they also just make it their own, right? Yes, uh, they yes. made Wing Bowl their own, the fans. Oh, yeah, and they, they yep. participate. They'll, they're not afraid to become part of the yeah. show. And they they don't have this, uh, you know, coming where I'm from, Boston, they never do anything like that in the past. I mean, they'd be just too shy, I guess would be mm-hmm. the word. I mean, you know, they, you know, you live there, you're, 
your neighbors are fences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get involved. It's amazing how well, that... the fanatic would show up a few years in a row with uh, shooting wings <laughs> out of his yeah. hot dog cannon until uh, <laughs> I don't know the wing. The, the, the picture started to surface. Oh, yeah, the yeah. wingettes and the yeah. fanatic well, together. Well, like, well, you know, when you <laughs> have any, imagine now trying to do that show, hiring yeah. an intern to make sure that the the women are properly clothed. Yeah, it's well, not happening. We brought you, the, you shut it down at the right yeah, time. And I we think, brought yeah. the World Series trophy there in 2009. Oh yeah, and as I. I guess I was the conduit to that. So next thing you know, I'm I'm yelling at the people as they're throwing stuff at the trophy. You know, <laughs> don't we had the one guy, you know, they remember. Yeah, uh, they one intern. His only job was to protect yeah, the trophy. And he had the white gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was uh, yeah, out of his mind great. that day. Uh, How about Eric Greg? Yeah, you had Greg. Eric was oh great. Yeah, he was great. Oh, we uh, had commissioner. Some, some um, Mitch yeah. Williams. Mitch, yeah. Mitch came in to be a judge once of the wingettes, right? So he parks <laughs> his truck over a Habashi. It blew up. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Did somebody blow up his truck? Yeah, no. He no, parked, he, parked, he blew it up himself. They were out having a party. Oh. Mitch goes and parks it over Habashi that had been cooling. Now, you didn't see it, I guess. Oh. It's on those big, huge trucks. That yeah, he yeah. <laughs> Truck caught on fire. I remember I, I brought in someone like Larry Bowe. I'd, I'd always bring in Nelson Figueroa oh, one year. Did Charlie ever go? Charlie? I don't think so. I don't think so. So okay. I brought, I, I think it was Larry Bowe. I brought Larry Bowe in and we came in through the back way and all of a sudden we go in there and and, and all of a sudden he's, he's taking in the sights and sounds and there's a, the first thing he sees is some girl oh, jumping I, up and down on a trampoline oh, no, like no, in a no, bikini no. singing the national and anthem. She, yeah, and she ran for some public office recently. Did she really? Jersey, she's Trina Marie. She's a terrific singer. Yeah. So she goes, I see, we said, well, can you do the, the national anthem on a trampoline? She goes, I, sure, I'll do anything. And the, she realized when she started it yeah. that the microphone was like three feet over her head. She's trying to bounce back up. She was a good kid. Wow, she was what a sport. Fun. I'd vote for her, yeah. too. Oh and, and one of the last things oh. before we go, by the way, there's a quiz, quick quiz. Um, but you got to play hockey on at Citizens Bank Park. Yes, I, and the outdoor games, those are one of the great things. Uh, this was a great oh, venue yeah. for it. It was really awesome. a, a cool, cool venue. That's one of oh. the... You know, that was one of the great things that the NHL has done. Uh, yep. that, that winter classic is, I know people say, well, there's too many games now. The Flyers had one that wasn't the, the class, it was one of the games, stadium series, whatever. But I, I think it's terrific. It's just like, the whole new venue, the whole, it's so cool to, to see an outdoor game. I mean, they've done a great job. They played, you know, the one with a, a rained, uh, and they still managed to get the game in. But it was. Well, that game was a game that Bernie. Remember, it made Bernie. the save on Bernie, Ron Duguay? Uh, Ronnie Duguay, right. yeah, Ronnie Duguay. Uh, I, 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 had tear, I was at the game. I had tears in my eyes. I, yeah, to see right. Bernie suited up again, just... Uh, and uh, Doogie, it, I mean, I know Doogie pretty best. well. I just I just talked to him because he sent a congratulations thing. I did a story on him. He was married to Kim Alexis, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. went over to, when he was playing in Germany, to do a story on him. He's never forgotten it to come over. And he was great. To, to get that shot, to yeah. go off the path, sure. oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, just yeah. great. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. And I actually played with Al because it was... Uh, yeah, I played twice on it, and I think he's a dangerous man. You, know, you can tell guys that have played a little bit, and those that those have to be a cheap artist. Have, well, no, because when you when you come off the bench or go on the bench, you have to control your stick, or you might oh. take somebody's eye out. Yes, this guy's stick was at shoulder height. The entire time. Well, you know, you're my size. You got to protect yourself. Well, protect yeah. I started. I've been playing all my life. Come on. Bobby Clark had Dave Schultz protecting him. You know, wasn't right. Al there I protecting th him? I thought you were going to tell the story about how in that game, the goal. I, I wanted to score so badly to say I scored during you know on, on Citizens Bank Park yeah. guys, and the puck came out a little bit. and The goalie came out, and I was coming in, so we're almost like even going towards the puck. What did you do? I literally lowered my shoulder and I ah. took out the goalie, and we had to take the goalie oh. off and end the game. <laughs> I know. I know. 
I've, I've seen guys like this. Eskin once yeah. in a softball game took out the catcher. And I thought I'd never see anything worse. Yeah. This idiot. I was just going to say, there's a name for guys like that. Yeah, idiot. What are you oh, doing? John, you think, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, you know, are you doing? It's all about hockey memories. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, Al. Yo, well, yeah, you know, well, you we got to take another break. Yeah, we got to take another break. So that's what we're going to do. And then we'll get to the quiz. All right. So we'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for the visit, let's get down to business Now here's your chance to show how much you really know He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz And we are back, Philly's backstage John, you have to remember, we have sponsors who love us We do He's an idiot But before we, since so I We'll know, see who the idiot is You gotta time, answer eight questions time, no. time out, before we do the quiz Because I knew we were gonna do this We had so much to talk to Al about But do you remember, Al, in 1992 The Phillies changed their uniforms And we did that whole radio show Me, you, and Dave Raymond oh, down right, in the locker room That's right, that's right John, I don't know if you uh, You weren't here for my time For your time <laughs> Phillies change uh, uniforms the fanatics in charge of protecting uh, what they're going to look like because we wanted the fans to see the uniforms for the first time opening day when a team took the field. So the fanatic was down in spring training. Uh, he, you know, we'd call in for the fanatic, and we had the uh, remember Mary from Clearwater, the, oh, the uh, waitress, yeah, yeah, the waitress, yeah, yeah the yeah. Lenny's, and Lenny's. oh yeah, yeah, Phil, yeah, oh the fanatic was just here. Yeah, yeah. He stole the silverware, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and he told me what the new uniform is going to look like. And Angela's like, he told you what is? Oh no, sorry, Angelo. He swore me to secrecy. So then the fanatic comes back. From spring training, and this is a day before the opener, and Al comes. To, I don't know why you had to come down here. There was no reason to, but we did a whole like 1940s radio bit yeah. because we're in we're in the clubhouse, and Al calls in to Angelo. He's like, Angelo, I'm down here in the clubhouse. I see the red trunk that holds the, uh, but there's a lock on. And, and then Al improvises this. He goes, Wait a minute. The idiot left the key on top of the trunk. I'm going to open up the trunk. So he goes to open it, but we were in Fregosi's office, oh, and right. forget, there were like three empty bottles of vodka in his, <laughs> in his trash can. So we, we, Al goes, oh, no, I see the fanatic coming, and we start smashing the bottles and then cutting the line. And Angel's on the other end of the line going, Al, Al, we've lost Al. Because, you know, here comes the fanatic charging after Al. That uh, was great. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> 1940s radio, John. That's what we did. Theater of the mind. <laughs> it was theater, theater of the mind. Of That's the right. mind. <laughs> All right. So, Al, there's eight point question, eight oh, part I, I, question. I'd never passed a test. Multiple in my tests. Life. You'll do well. It's, it's about a, you. It's about your life. So I you can't have, even. As I, I tell people, even. you have an inside information. Uh, Tom, what does he win? Because we're going to set the bar at six. He's got to get six out of eight. Uh, your daughter's too old for the fanatic kids books. Yeah. Um, 
I don't Fuck want it. that. As long as I'm not that vest. How about, <laughs> exactly. I don't want the vest. Right, if he wins, he I'm doesn't not, get the I'm vest. I'm not giving you the vest, Al. <laughs> How about a bucket hat? <laughs> to put on that, yes. Okay. To put I on like that bucket, bucket hat. hat. Yes. In fact, if you do this, I'll get you a bucket hat right before you leave. <laughs> you can wear it at the next at the event you're going over across. You know, nothing's easy in my life, so there's no way. There's no yes, no. I think you're gonna do well here. You multiple choice. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. I I asked you this question for a reason over text. Uh, you went to Catholic Memorial Catholic School. Catholic Memorial High School in, in West, Rock, West, West Roxbury, Roxbury Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It is an all-boys college preparatory school. Uh, yes. Which of these celebrities did not go to Catholic Memorial? Three went there. One did not. Okay. Who did not? Ready? Uh, Joey McIntyre, singer, New Kids on the Block. Okay. Ted Donato, professional ice hockey player and coach. Ed Norton, actor in The Fight Club, Incredible Hulk, and many other films. Michael McColgan, who was a founding member and former lead singer of the Dropkick Murphys, uh, who, you, who you know the band, and well, yeah, we know the band. Yeah, Ken Casey went there, so yes. i got to think he did too. So I go Norton. Norton is correct. Good he guy. is one. For, I, I tried to come up with another Boston guy. Well, they're all Irish. I'm the only one that wasn't Irish. My <laughs> yeah, nickname was No Brian. I'm the only kid named O'Brien. That's well, Donato. That's Donato. Doesn't sound. But Irish Donato, yeah, he went. His dad right. was a hell of a player. You also went to Boston University. Yes, I finished. I, I attended. Yep. Yeah. So which Dennis. of these which of these celebs did not go to Boston University? Oh, okay. Man. Three went there. One did not. Scott Thompson, uh, aka Carrot Top actor and stand-up comedian. B is Martin Luther King Jr. C is actor Paul Michael Glazer, who played Starsky and yeah, Starsky yeah. and Hutch. Uh, and radio bigwig Howard Stern. Well, I went to school with Stern. So, All right. yeah. so you got uh, Carrot no, Top, no. Martin Luther King. Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top is right. Not a Scott graduate Thompson. of Boston. Yeah, well, Martin Luther King, we had the whole chapel there, so even I knew that. The only place yeah. I didn't go was the library. Other than that. <laughs> All right, you're on a roll here. All right, we yep. mentioned you covered the Atlanta Flames in 1979. 78-79, yeah, yeah. As, as a beat writer. You know what? This might have been 79-80. 79-80 was, I, well, I was there a little bit. Though. All right, so we're going to, I don't know, it, I, it's, 79. That's a tough part about hockey. That's why Jimmy Craig was there that year. Who was the leading scorer on that team with 93 points? So again, Schwenard? Well, I'm going to give you four. Okay. And again, this is good. So I don't know if it's 78, 79. Oh, or boy. Whatever. Is. is it Guy Schenard, Kent Nielsen, oh, Kent. Bob McMillan, or Jean, Jean Pronovost? Uh, McMillan. No, it was Kent Nielsen. Kent Nielsen, Nielsen was there, and let's see, Kent was there. He was there. He was either the leading scorer in seventy nine eighty or eight seventy eight seventy nine. Yeah, probably seventy eight. So I probably got that wrong. Kent Nielsen, uh, the trainer, used to say, "Kent, you don't need pads. You don't go in the corner." No, they tried to get him to wear pads. He goes, "Normie, that was the trainer. I don't need pads. I don't go in the corner." Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give you a question mark on that one because right. uh, that's like Rick McLeish, right? Yeah. He, he was never a big corner guy. All right, you met your wife Carol when yeah, she was I working PR. Love Carol, by the way. The Spectrum. Uh, when she PR for the Philadelphia Fury, right? Oh yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, she did PR in the for this Fury, which was the team that was the vet. in the exactly right the National Independent Soccer Association. Which of these celebrities was not an investor in that club? Oh. There's four celebrities: Mick Jagger, Rick Wakeman, who's a keyboardist for Yes, Peter Frampton, Barry Gibb. So is it Mick Jagger? I would say Jagger. No, Jagger was an huh. investor in it. I have no idea. Yeah, Barry, Barry Gibb, Gibb was not. Barry, Barry Gibb, the yes was big in Philly, so I s assume he was involved. Yeah, yeah. Peter Frampton, too. He played really? Wakeman. Oh, how about my wife never introduced me to Mick Jagger. Should have. He's an investor <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right, I think you're going to get the next uh, four. You're you should be pretty good. You were a hockey analyst on ESPN, <laughs> we mentioned, from 93 to 2004 with John Saunders, Barry Melrose, yeah, John, and, yeah, and Schoenfeld. 
which referee did Schoenfeld have an altercation with? Coho. After game three of the 1988 <laughs> Wales Conference Finals, the ref fell down. Did you know this one? The ref fell down and Schoenfeld yelled, Good, because you fell, you fat pig. Have another donut. <laughs> I was right there. You were right there. Have another, and he just, Coho is the one in the in this last wow. series, the semifinal they just had in the NHL, the Stanley Cup. He's the one that went, holy bleep, he said on the air. That's oh. going to be a tough call because he's the analyst. <laughs> right. And oh. then now he's making T-shirts that say, holy bleep, with the always a donut. That's great. <laughs> All right, three more questions. All right. You've also covered Wimbledon and are a oh, big yeah. fan of tennis. I yeah, know yeah. that. Who holds the record for most singles titles by men and women? Men and women. So I'm going to give you a man and woman for each one. You know what I mean? So it's, so it's got to be both have to be right? Yeah, both have okay. to be right. So it's, is it Bjorn Borg and Serena Williams? Is it Roger Federer and Chrissy Everett? Is it Jokovic and Billie Jean King? Or is it Federer and Navratilova? Uh, Federer and Navratilova. That is correct. That would have been my guess. All right. Good, good, good. You're on a roll now. Yeah. All right. Your radio and TV partner, we mentioned... Keith Jones. Keith Elaine Jones. Is from Brantford, Ontario. Brantford, Ontario. Also home of? Wayne Gretzky. All right. And, uh, they com- name? They combined. And a lot of sheep. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> and Keith Jones combined for 3,115 points in their NHL oh, career. God. They combined for 3,115 <laughs> points. How many did Jonesy contribute <laughs> out of those 3,115 <laughs> points? Multiple choice. Was it 632? Was it 258? 395 or 401? 258. 258 is correct. <laughs> you went the lowest. You went the, you went the lowest. All right. So all you got to do is answer this last one. I don't know, man. And I think Those you, are hard questions. And I think you qualify for the bucket hat. I can't yeah, believe how hard Question number are. three. Since you didn't know the year, we're giving out a little bit of leeway. He gets a little leeway. We're going to go back to that one. All right. Uh, you invented slash created slash is liable for Wing Bowl, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who won the first Wing Bowl in 1993 at the Wyndham Franklin Plaza Hotel? Here's your choices. Huh? Carmen, the Beast from the East, Cordero, Heavy Kevy O'Donnell, Steve Cordon Bleu Marshall, or Glenn Fluffmaster Garrison? Uh, so was it Carmen, the Beast from the East, Cordero, Heavy Kevy O'Donnell, Steve Cordon Bleu Marshall, or Glenn Fluffmaster Garrison? Those are good names. <laughs> good names. Not as, no, not as good as the acidic Jew, the Jewish guy that ate oranges. But I, <laughs> but I, will, go, <laughs> I will go with uh, Carmen, the Beast of the East. Carmen, the Beast correct. of the East. He gets a bucket hat. He does get a bucket hat. <laughs> wow, nice well job, deserved. Al. You really got seven out of eight. You crushed it. You did you crush go. it. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Steve Cordon Bleu. Marshall was my, is my cousin, <laughs> and, he oh, no. and he pretended to be an extremely wealthy guy from the main line. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember that. And he brought yes, in yes. And he, the, the tablecloth. Yes, and, and, and he had a drink. butler and the whole yeah, deal. Yeah. Yep, that was yeah. great. Al, you could have a podcast and just talk about every episode would be about the wing bowl. It's uh, like uh, don't even. Yeah, David uh, Spade and uh, well, Dana no, Carvey they, do they, a show. It's just about I, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Mike Tolan has the rights to uh, it. What? Oh, uh, Wingo? Uh, is yeah. he going to do a... Uh, he was, well, he talked about Documentary it and, 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 or something? Uh, we, he has the rights. We, he met us at... Uh, I remember he called the office and he left a message for me. And I, I just left his name on the tape. I don't know who the hell he was. And Angel yeah. goes, what's this? And I go, some guy called about Wingo. <laughs> and oh, Angel goes, what? I told him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll call him back. He wants to meet us. <laughs> See, he stumbles. <laughs> stumbles. He stumbles into greatness. <laughs> Stumbles into it. <laughs> and then he brought, he brought us to dinner, to lunch at the, 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 the French place that closed with the George guy. Oh, yeah, George yeah. Perrier. Yeah, La, yeah. Uh, Lebec fan. Lebec fan. Yeah. Uh, do, I thought is there a lot took of... their shoes off because the cheese thing was next door. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking to see who took the shoes off. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Did, did, did uh, was there a lot of footage of uh, Wingbow out there that I guess Poland there, could put something I, together? I mean, he was going to. He was. He actually wanted to write like a a real. Uh, it wasn't a documentary. He wanted to do a story on some some guy that his whole oh. life was to be a, a, a championship eater. Like we had that okay. Kobayashi guy yes, and all yes. those guys. He wanted to do something on an American kid that I his you. whole goal was mm. to eat chicken <laughs> Look what you started, Al. Well, I have footage of Debbie Nacido and Kelly Adario on my phone right there. We can I can send that to Mike Tolan and see if he uses it in the feature film. That's hilarious. Uh, before, and you've been super generous, Al. Yeah, no worries. And I just figured, hey, this is kind of a Phillies podcast yeah. too, but uh, we do talk to everybody in the Phillies. Sports oh, scene. you got me season tickets? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Oh, you were a winner of the quiz. <laughs> bucket hat. No tickets. Hat. But I have to ask you, you know, uh, 2008, uh, were you on the roof of the Union Lake for the parade? Oh, were you, you part of that broadcast? You didn't hear that story? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what do you remember from, from that broadcast? Here's what I remember. You're going to love this. So we're doing the show from the Union League, which is way over our heads, right? And Angelo right. went, oh, we're in the Union League. You know, he gets, right. you know. He, I, I, so I told him off the air. I said, you know, this used to be a brothel. And during the Civil War, he comes back on the air. Says that? says it. Completely made up. Of course it's made up. Completely made up. Brothel? No. Well, he also told Keith Jones that Canadian geese are named after John Canada. For that, it was great. It was great. So, but other than the Angelo <laughs> gas, uh, you remember there were three million, two million people in there front were, of you. It, it, so yeah, it was such great. a beautiful day. It was. it was just a spectacular day. It yeah. was one of the greats of all time. Is that yeah, your last yeah. broadcast at the Union League? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they really appreciated I, that. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to wrap this up on that note. Al, thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks, Congratulations Al. Congratulations again no on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Thing, you know, we're remember we're us for you. Remember us, little people, when yeah. you get really big. <laughs> when you get big, <laughs> well, you got to mention us in your speech, obviously. Right. Oh, there's you know, no so. doubt about it. I'm gonna wear that vest. <laughs> Don't wear the wear vest. The Canada, there'll be a moose chasing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Philly's Backstage.